The strongest man in the Bible had to learn the reality of his own weakness and the true source of strength. Today, we learn spiritual truths from the life of Samson. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we journey through the Word of God. A person can destroy their life in a moment of time, but usually there's a downward spiral that leads to that moment. Before any sin becomes public, first there was some private failure. We all know people whose lives seem to have just fallen apart in a day, but that's just the evidence. That's the fruit. Long before, somewhere, there was a root. Sin always starts small, like a seed, and then it grows. And when it's allowed to, to fester and to grow, eventually it brings forth much evil fruit. No person in Scripture, I think, is more an illustration of this spiritual truth than the man we're studying at this time. We're in the book of Judges and we're studying the life of Samson. Now immediately, everybody wants to talk about Samson and Delilah. But I want to talk to you today about the days before Delilah. You see, Delilah doesn't show up in the story of Samson until Judges chapter 16. She's, she's near the end of the story. She's near the train wreck, if you will. Uh, but the track had been laid long before in Samson's life. In the previous chapters in the book of Judges, we find this, this downward slide, this downward spiral leading to an awful moment. In Judges chapter 14, verse 1, the Bible says, And Samson went down to Timnath and saw a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. And he came up and told his father and his mother and said, I've seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Now therefore get her for me to wife. And then his father and his mother said unto him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren or among all my people that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said unto his father, Get her for me, for she pleaseth me well. Don't miss that statement. Now, we know, of course, in the rest of Judges chapter 14, Samson has designs against the Philistines and God turns it to good. Aren't you glad for the mercy of God that rules the good and overrules the evil? Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. There's no doubt God continues to use Samson. But I want you to see the first step in his downward slide. Now, this is one of the first days before Delilah where we see Samson making a move closer to the world. You know, if you don't want to go over the cliff, stop walking on the edge. So many people say they never intend to commit some awful sin, and yet they're walking perilously close to it. That's why the Bible says in the New Testament, uh, New Testament abstain from all appearance of evil. It's why in Proverbs, uh, the wisest man that ever lived said, avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, and pass away. In another place, he said, Let thine eyes look right on, ponder the path of thy feet. In other words, don't see how close you can get to disaster. See how far away from it you can get. I think there's a very telling statement here when Samson says to his father, Get her for me, for she pleaseth me well. In the days before Delilah, Samson set in motion a pattern of living that was for his own pleasure. 
As a matter of fact, that statement is repeated in verse number 7 of Judges 14. And he went down and talked to the woman, and she pleased Samson well. You know, there's always pleasure in sin for a season, but the seasons get shorter and shorter. Everyone on earth lives for someone's pleasure. You may be living for someone else's pleasure today. Can I tell you that's a very frustrating way to live? Because you can't please everyone. You may be living for your own pleasure. That's exactly what Samson was doing. He was living for the moment, for time, and not for eternity. But I would remind you what the Bible tells us, that we were created for God's pleasure. He created us. He gave us life so that we would bring Him pleasure. I wonder, is my life pleasing God today? Is your life pleasing God today? One of my favorite verses in Scripture is Philippians 2.13 that says, It is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. I want to submit to you that in the days before Delilah, if Samson had not started living for his own pleasure, perhaps he would never have been at Delilah's house to start with. You know, as you study the story of Samson, this record, in chapters 13, 14, and 15, you have the early years. In chapter 15, and verse 20, the last verse of the chapter, the Bible says, And he judged Israel in the days of the Philistines 20 years. So you've got the early years, then you've got 20 years wrapped up basically in one verse. Nothing much is known of those 20 years. Little of great impact is accomplished. And then when you come to chapter 16, that's Delilah's story. That's the last years of his life. And I want to submit to you that Samson forgot what he learned 20 years ago. You see, 20 years before he's in Delilah's house, God taught him some lessons about his own weaknesses and about God's sufficiency. He taught him some things about himself. And now Samson has forgotten those things. May I ask you, have you forgotten the lessons the Lord's been trying to teach you? No one sets out to ruin their life. No one sets out to make a mess. No one says at the beginning, I want to be a loser. No, no one does that. And yet, how many people end up at Delilah's house? If you don't want to end up in Judges chapter 16, then adjust the course in Judges 14 and Judges 15. You see, every sin seen in the latter years of Samson's life had its seed in his early years. I'm thinking now of that phrase that is oft repeated through the Old Testament about the iniquities of youth, the sins of my youth. It doesn't mean it can't be corrected. It doesn't mean it's hopeless. People make excuses for their sin and they say, that's just the way I am. I've always been that way. But my friend, that can change. God can change you. You don't have to continue on that course. You see, the problem in Samson's life was not Delilah. Let me repeat that. The problem was not Delilah. The problem was Samson. And isn't it true that our greatest enemy is ourself? Isn't it true that the person you have the most trouble with is the person you look at in the mirror every morning? I tell you, in the days before Delilah, Samson had opportunities to repent of his sin and to change course for his life. And I want to say to you today, before we get to the end, we have opportunity to make adjustments. I want to give you another verse that parallels the life of Samson. It's a powerful principle in Psalm 19 and verse 13. It's a prayer, and it's a prayer I think all of us should make our own. The psalmist prays, Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Do you see the progression, or maybe we should say the digression in the verse? It begins with presumptuous sins. It continues with sins that have dominion over us. 
in the end it becomes the great transgression. In other words, turn it around. If you don't want the great transgression of the end, don't let any sin have dominion over you. Don't let anything control you but Jesus. And if you don't want any sin to get a root and a stronghold in your life, then don't commit presumptuous sins. I would submit to you that Samson's sins in many regard could be categorized as presumptuous sins. He assumed he could continue living in the flesh and have the power of the Spirit. He, cont- he, he, he presumed on God's goodness and grace. He assumed uh, that the, the power of the Spirit would always be his and that he could never be beaten. My friend, that's presumption. Presumptuous sins get you in great trouble and always leads to the great transgression in the end. My friend, the great principle from the life of Samson is if you don't want to end up at Delilah's house, then in the days before Delilah, change course. Wherever you are today, ask the Lord to be thorough with you, to show you anything, anything, even small, that needs to change. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Samson is a reminder to us all that our strength is in God alone. Thank you for joining us today. Visit scottpauley.org for additional resources and an archive of all of the Enjoying the Journey episodes. We look forward to studying God's Word with you again soon.